Oh, yeah. Mm. You think I come here to play fucking chess? Check fucking mate, mate. This is Seriously Cigar. Oh, yeah. Ooh, great up? introduction there, peeps. Oh, I loved it. Hey, welcome to Seriously Seagal Season 2, Episode 6. We are talking about the 2005 film Submerged today. This is Seriously Seagal, the podcast where we get seriously silly, breaking down the films of martial arts and Hollywood legend, Mr. Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. Sensei Seagal to you. Oh, oh sorry, oh, Sensei. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Seagal goons. Um, we're going to send it around the horn and say hello. This is P-Bear, drummer for the Van Buren's, talking at you right now. Seated across from me. In his customary blue blanket yeah. and his Tommy Hilfiger pajamas that his What's mom got him. <laughs> Shout out, mom and pajama. Who we is, got? This is Flavor, a.k.a. the brown man. We're still doing it. We're still doing it. Episode six, we have not given up our love of Seagal. Uh, have we? No, we still love Seagal. I think I love him more. We recognize his craziness more mm-hmm. and his absurdities, but I think we've started to appreciate because we know that that's, that's him. And this movie was one of the most crazily absurd and, like, classic Seagal movies yeah. that we've seen. It's like when you go to your reunion and everyone knows you have that slightly racist uncle, but you're like, he's all right other than that. Just don't give him more than four beers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to throw it across the helm right now, which is actually pretty appropriate for this movie, but manning the helm is our guy. We got Mr. Smitty over here. Yeah, The Mr. captain. Smitty. Yes. Why don't we call At you your cap- service. We should just call you Captain Smitty from now on. <laughs> You could be like whatever that old you'd like, boys. Whatever you'd like, guys. For, for our listeners who don't who don't realize this, Smitty is actually the guy who handles all our audio, our different sounds that you'll mm-hmm. hear, all that kind of stuff. So Smitty's got a very serious job. We appreciate <laughs> it for him, but that's that's why I always say manning the helm because he really does man our soundboard and everything. So th- big up, Smitty. Well, thank you. You're you guys, like you guys put up with all my mistakes and <laughs> no, uh, you're and, great, you're great <laughs> and whatnot. So you're like the old guy in the movie who was in charge of lowering and raising oh, the raising sub. The sub. <laughs> I am, I am. I, w- I would get shot in the stomach. Uh, yeah, I? I like yeah. to imagine <laughs> you bleeding out from a, a, a gut, a gut shot, but still doing the drops. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's flavors of the world. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Press F. <laughs> Okay, uh, so, so we're talking about 2005 Submerged. This is probably my favorite era of Seagal, yeah. the uh, early mid-2000s. His hair is a Brillo pad. He's got a ponytail <laughs> going. He actually still looks uh, relatively svelte in this movie yes. and was moving around okay, even though the, the first shot of we see of him is him in handcuffs, uh, <laughs> walking slowly and also in slow-mo. We all freaked out when that happened. That <laughs> was, was pretty awesome. Just His hair also irons. has something going on where it's like kind of like the end of his ponytail. Tail is just like there's some wi- like wasps of hair like yeah. sticking out, but like yeah. it almost looks like they're gelled out, like they're very you, like straightened out, like just sticking out. Like you don't even have like bed hair and it just like sticks out. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the Brillo pad effect. Yeah, it's hard to tell where his hair ends, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're not sure where it begins. I think it begins with a magic marker on his forehead. Oh, sensei. Also, <laughs> Stephen wasn't really in this movie that much. No, in the terms oh of like you God. see his lips saying the words, <laughs> but it's not his voice. <laughs> Never. For more than half of the movie, uh, yeah. he's dubbed. Yeah, it's crazy. There will even be scenes where, like, in the same, like, scene, it's like it goes from him, which is not him, and then somebody else will say something, and then they'll cut back, and now it is Seagal's voice, and then they'll cut back again, and it's not his voice anymore, and you're like, what? We saw this quite a bit in uh, season one, episode 11, 
Out of Reach, my oh, favorite yeah. movie of all <laughs> time, <laughs> which came out in 2004. I'm wondering if they used the same guy to dub his voice Sounded for both like of these it, things. Right? It's called a cypher. <laughs> exactly. it, it did sound like Mr. Cypher. I, I feel like Smitty, though, could do a much better Seagal dub than this dude. I believe it. It didn't sound anything like him. I don't think this guy's watched 26-plus movies. No, I don't think he has. Yeah. It, it, this definitely takes the cake for most uh, overdubbed film we've seen well, so 100%. far. 100%. Absolutely. By, yeah. by far. Yeah. By far. And it, I think a lot of it was there was like some helicopter scenes and some like loud scenes, and we're sure that like Seagal actually said it, but then later they're like, none of our mics picked this up. Did you guys get that? No, I have no idea what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, and any time exposition needed to be like thoroughly pounded out because yep. this movie is filled with action and plot twists and intrigues and everyone's a Manchurian candidate and yeah. everyone's also a mole. Um, so whenever... I think Seagal was just speaking too slowly and quietly, <laughs> and they're like, the audience really needs to understand these hundred plot points, so we need to overdub Steven. Yeah, I think you like, said it best, right? Where yeah, like, like, so much is happening in this movie, but at the same time, not anything is happening. <laughs> it's, it's just like... It's just, it's like, we took a break, like, it's, like 45 minutes in an hour, and we were like, what is happening? Even though there's a lot of things happening. <laughs> like, how can there be so much, but nothing at all? Somewhat convoluted. Uh, and we all had a fire down below during that break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Triple mm. barrel action in the bullpen. Well, to, to help explain just what's going on in 2005's Submerged, we're going to send it to a new segment right now. I like it. We're going to try to summarize this movie in one sentence, each one of us. And this is the sizzling summary brought to you by Applebee's. You made my life complete. I never have met you. I've been <laughs> Sounds tasty. That is a mm. man talking to a plate of fajitas. <laughs> Saying, I'm so glad you're in my life. Okay, Flay, brown man. Oh, shit, me first? Summer yeah, yeah, you're first, oh, buddy. Crap. All right. Summarize this Good movie. Good luck. He's thinking. A savage bunch of misfits mm -hmm. come together to stop... Mind control. Yeah. Okay. There you <laughs> go. I like good. it. That's pretty good. That's pretty much what happens. And I just say mind control because like literally everybody apparently was in on this. The opera Every people. Everybody was in. Everyone has been mind like, controlled. I wanted to say like yeah. a group of mind, and then I was like, no, it's just people in general. <laughs> like everybody. Like yeah. when did our mad scientist Mephisto guy mind control the opera singer? Yeah. And the conductor. Yeah. And the yeah. elevator yes, exactly. guy. And the guy serving drinks. When did this happen? And Doctor Chapel, the bounty hunter, <laughs> cab driver, everybody. <laughs> Right, oh, and the, the terrible sequel setup that yeah. destroys any semblance of reason to this movie. <laughs> yeah. yep. When you're like, oh, that character was mind-controlled the whole time? Well, then why not use her at any point? Oh, God. Smitty, can you sum up this movie? Oh, God. Brought to you by Applebee's. <laughs> A group of uh, ex-Special Force Forces members team up once again to, <laughs> yes. to stop it. I don't know. A group from human trafficking and mind control. Okay, Shit. I dig. I dig something around there. I don't know. I would, um, I would summarize it like this, <sighs> and this is what I said to our pal McGee, who you can find on season one, episode ten on Deadly Ground. He said, "Submerge. What's that about?" I said. Submarine. Yeah. Yeah. He understood. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's about a man who did not come to play chess. <laughs> yeah, that's that is for sure. All right, you guys want to stop? Start at the top of the movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you want to head there? So. Yeah, let's Doesn't do it. Start it. with like a pretty brutal suicide scene. Well, it starts with that those really weird titles, title graphics, where you kind of see the mind control, um, 
mind control world with those windmill yeah. flying cross iron crosses and like the blue like quick flashes of blue light and purple light yeah kind of, or and red it, sorry no, yeah it's blue, very yeah. red the, the, yeah. there's a lot of um this guy's doing a lot of guy Ritchie stuff in this movie the director for a uh, second i thought i had pootlockered the wrong movie i was like wait yeah yeah what the hell like, is this is this mortal kombat <laughs> 5 yeah. yeah yeah um and there's always a woman who is Presumed to be the wife of whoever's being mind what? Uh, yeah, much? yeah. It's usually their wife, their family member. Yeah, something like that. Kind of on a hill, standing over a cliff. Right. And, and it's like if you don't do what they're saying to do, she's gonna fall off the cliff, I guess. Right. And whenever you see, yeah, the whole brainwashing Does thing that was mean, sketchy. Let me pose a question, you guys. Sure. Does that mean if you're secretly like not really into your wife or like you're cheating on your wife, you wouldn't be mind controlled because they'd be like, she's gonna fall off the cliff, and you're like, well, I was kind of hoping for her. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I did have that. <laughs> like, I did have that thought that they're using these people, and also the mind control. It wasn't like there were times when they appeared to be like zombies, um, just kind of mindlessly right. in their bodies, but there are other times where the mind control people were making actual decisions. And they're like fully functioning like normal, yeah. yeah. And I thought there was going to be a code, a cool code word like dolphin or feather or ball gag uh, yeah, that sets, so, uh, sets everybody good. off, but it's actually just you get a text, right? Was that what it was? I think that's what it was. At I'm one point it was sure. just those like, just remember like... the medic's keys were just jangling and that like set him off. Like yeah, I when he even... got murdered when everybody was like, he was like examining them on the sub and then they all woke up and started beating the shit. Right. Like, it was just his keys started jingling and they were like, Bleh. like Yeah, I thought it was just, uh, well, we see the Mephesto at the end just kind of like uses BlackBerry right. I saw to, that to text people. So I assume <laughs> that he had just done that to those guys. Yeah. The reason I think about if you're a shitty person, you wouldn't get mind control. Is like Fletcher like still kind of evaded that machine, right? <laughs> like he still shot those people while he was getting. So I'm like, what if you just like didn't love your wife that much? They're like, she's going to fall. And you're like, well, I mean, this marriage <laughs> has been falling for years. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So then we kind of get to our first actual set piece. At, we're in Uruguay. Right, oh, South right. America, oh, yeah. Uruguay, yep. Uruguay. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and we see a um, a Ooh, model of a, a drone, drone flying across the sky. Oh, it's a it's a terrible model too. It's only a model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's only a model. <laughs> um, Wait, was that before the goat herding scene? Yeah. Yes, this oh, is before okay. the goat. The people, stay tuned. We have a yes, goat herding yes, scene yes, coming yes, up. Yes. All I have in this first part is I wrote, "God damn, what a suicide scene." So. I don't know what that <laughs> refers to, but that refers to the goat herder, which was we'll get that to. okay. Oh no! Right. Well, actually, I th what I think Flip was talking about. So our first scene is these mercenaries showing up at this dam. Um, a man with a cane walks out and says yeah. something to the effect of, "I'm in control of this situation." His kind of second in, in command is pissed off at him. The handsome yeah, the, Willem Dafoe guy, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Colonel Halan oh, or whatever. About that guy. Right? Yeah. So those, I mean, that's where we meet our baddie. The guy with the cane is uh, later. Right, and yes. he's, he's our main bad guy of the yep. movie, and he's aka like, King Koopa, aka Mephesto. Yes, I, I really enjoy that name. He's basically like the doctor who's performing all these crazy experiments on people and yep. getting them to do all this crazy stuff. What is his goal? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, and like, why yeah, is he doing this? I mean, he, they even exclaimed that at the end when, like, the black chick was like, now that everyone is like, there's no reason for this. And he's like, it'll look good on my resume. And I was like, what? Like, she's right. Why are you still doing this? Yeah. Everyone's dead. <laughs> like, is that like an Under Siege 2 thing where he's just trying to show off what he can do and then have the highest mm, bidder? Probably. Yeah, he did say his... that there's many companies that would be interested in what I have to do, like my line of work. So I, I'm assuming he's just planning on selling it. But now so, I suddenly remember what that suicide scene was. Right. It's not so the he, he's yet. taking over the dam yeah 
Um, and his mercenaries kill everybody and yeah. kind of take over the spot. And, well, what else is happening? They're in cahoots with this group that's, like, technically the ambassador in the United States, this lady. Oh, the lady right. ambassador. And her... Right. Well, who is Fletcher? What's his title officially? Fletcher's title. I don't know. He's involved basically with the ambassador, and they're they're meeting, and it's like them and a group of people, and they're walking through what I see the embassy. The embassy, and he's basically trying to convince this lady to like be on board with what's happening, and maybe right. not telling her the extent of what's happening, but like he's basically being like, "Well, we have these soldiers, like calling them soldiers that we can make like do this and that." She doesn't seem to be into it, so all of a sudden, like they're standing in the middle of the embassy, and like all these like. National like security like like Secret Service people like just start turning into Manchurian candidates and like shooting <laughs> everybody <laughs> there, and then they all shoot each other in this like trio. Like you see them standing on the CIA or the embassy symbol, and there's three last people standing, and they all just like point their guns at each other and like commit suicide, which prompted me to write, "God damn, what a suicide scene!" <laughs> <laughs> Is that your yeah, favorite one? Intense. That was pretty nuts. It's better than the what dream what dreams may come suicide scene. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so basically we get the end of the depa- departed at yeah. the beginning of this movie, um, and so yeah, we're it, it, everything is happening so fast. It was it was very hard to kind of keep track of what was going on, um, which was very helpful in the next scene when uh, Michonne um, explains this to everybody else. At the, I don't know where she is at another embassy. It's another meeting yeah. with men. And and she's explaining, hey guys, it's mind control. And that dump one dumpy guy audience surrogate is like, I'm not getting this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. I wrote that down on my one liner, and he was like, I'm not really getting this at all. And then somebody's just like, mind control, make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then we table of men, the table of men, table of men. And then we meet our first team of. Who are th- they're not mercenaries? They're U.S. government. They're U.S. soldiers. U.S. soldiers. Yeah, they have not been told that they're gonna get fucked pretty soon, but they're told to like basically go and check out this place where the drone was over top, like looking at this right secret okay. site and, in Uruguay. And so they Fletch- land like and Fletcher knew that it was an ambush. Yes, he, he knew did, they were gonna get fucked over and captured yeah. and get Manchurian. And they're being led by this guy. What's his name in the movie again? The colonel? Uh, no, the my guy, the dude from White Collar, Ross McCaffrey. Uh, Brown man lost his yeah. mind when yeah. you see this yeah. one yeah. random yeah. soldier. Yeah. He's like, that guy's on White Collar. Dude, it's great. Who watches White Collar? Uh, it's such a great show. <laughs> Matthew Keller, the main villain his, from White Collar. His character's is, name is Plowden. That's his name. All right. Did he come back in the movie? Mm. He got killed on the sub. He did? Okay, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. He has that big standoff. Right. That was another example. No, of he didn't get killed in the sub. He got killed in the. He was about to shoot the thing. He got. Ki- he was the guy who played chess, not checkers. Remember, with Vinnie Jones came and just beat the shit out of him in the. In was the it room? that guy? Yeah, I that was Matthew he... Keller. Yeah, yeah, that was mm. him. I don't know. I don't know dude. if you I know your white collar ki- stars that I, well. I, I no, 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 that's one hundred percent. Remember, and he was like, just end it, and he got shot. He I was don't the think guy who was like, no, 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 one hundred percent. That was him. Yeah, but that was on the sub. No, 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 no. This was like later in your guy during the riots when he was like targeting the dude, remember? I know what scenes both you guys are talking about, but I think we'll, we're never going to resolve this and we're going to we have are, to go back to the film at some point because this is already. There are also 100,000 <laughs> characters in this movie. Sure. Yeah, There's so yeah. many people that you meet first. Yeah. Even it, if it wasn't him, who? what does it matter? Exactly. Like they're pretty interchangeable, but regardless. Yeah, will you guys shake and make up about this? Right. No, it's definitely him, though. All right, I, I, I want to see you guys kiss now. Ooh, that, yeah. that was sensual. I, slipped, I s- slipped a little tongue in there. 
Um, so basically, to just wrap up the, the setup of this movie, yeah. this first team of American special ops guys lands um, lands in Uruguay right near this dam. Um, what was the cat? The captain had been brainwashed, I guess, yeah, right? He, he, yeah, he got Manchurian candidate. Yeah, that's why he get Manchurian I don't know. I'm saying everybody must have been Manchurian day. before this movie started. Like, there was a lot of setup, I he guess. Was, he was having like a nervous breakdown. Yeah, he keeps like, seeing this chick who's a goat herder and he keeps imagining the face of his wife so he can't shoot her. But goat like, meanwhile, she's lady. like, I love walking so much. Goat slowly, lady. like, just keeps walking with her goats towards these people. And everyone's like, Captain, we need an order. And he's like, freaking out, not doing anything. And then they see she's packing, like, dynamite. And she's loaded, like, and it's like, nobody's doing anything. So finally, like, they have to shoot her. And then she detonates her vest. Ridiculous. Right. She Ridiculous. blows up all her goats, which would actually be a pretty good Applebee's meal. <laughs> Yay, Ooh. man. The goat exploder. <laughs> <laughs> dude, my mom makes some the fucking goat. tasty ass goat meat, man. When I go oh, yeah? home, oh yeah, yeah, dude, the goat meat goat is exploder. is so good when spiced right. But all of a sudden, all these like soldiers just like pop up uh, like from the grass and like take them hostage. A bunch of ghillie men. A bunch of Manchurians, basically. Right, like again, so many Manchurian <laughs> candidates. <laughs> yeah, like man, Frank Sinatra proved that all you need is a, one good Manchurian candidate. You're like if you could like mind control all these people, like wouldn't your plan be something better than getting involved with the shitty ass company and like middle of Uruguay doing something that nobody understands? Like, right? Would you like aim for something? Like, I don't know. Like, I'll well, take over like Google and just be like a millionaire, like or something. You know what I mean? Like, or brainwash the president, or just blackmail him. Um, I brainwashed Jason Mraz to have me play sax in his, <laughs> in his band. <laughs> you love Jason Mraz's band. We've been listening to some live Mraz recently. Uh, it's great. It's pretty good. Um, so where do we go from there? So they get caught. They get caught. We see what the brainwashing thing is. It's basically clock, yeah. Clockwork Orange. Um, yeah. Except they play Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. instead of Beethoven. Um so why don't we actually, because there are so many characters and we're about to meet Seagal and his whole crew, basically Seagal, you know, what do you do when shit's gone AWOL? You get your team You call in Seagal. You call in Seagal. <laughs> even, if he, even if he prevented against, a, even if he broke the law to prevent the aquatic 9-11. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you bring him in. So, yeah, why don't we send it to our, one of our favorite segments on this show, the Keith David Memorial Non-Seagal MVP. Keith David on the call MVP. Oh, yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. B. David. Yeah, so they bring in Seagal. The U.S. begrudgingly brings in Seagal. He's being very snappy and sarcastic mm -hmm. to his, uh, his um, authorities, I yeah. would say. Um, and then we get, uh, this was a very Guy Ritchie moment. We get a shot of every single character in the movie. Yep. In quick succession, and they let us know what their kind of special ops background is, as well as what the, who what they do for the team. Like yeah. munitions, navigator. This guy will drive can drive a submarine yeah. if need be, even Old though we guy. aren't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 so Diversity, I got a list. Man. I got it was uh, Henry was the sniper. Yep. That's Love you, Vinnie Henry. Jones. Chief was the submariner guy. Mm -hmm. Luis was the navigation dude. Mm -hmm. O'Harn was from the British Navy. He was he the was engineer. The, uh, I think that was our uh, Butterbean. No. That was Butterbean. That yes. was Butterbean. Um, um, Doc was the medic, of course. <laughs> yeah. then, uh, His name was Doc. Yeah. Uh, Ender was explosives. How, right. And then how, there was one other dude I forgot. How is... 
what was Vinny Jones' name again? Or Henry? How Henry. is Henry Pink. a sniper? He did no sniping. Yeah, he did. Did he? He sniped those those explosive barrels. Okay, and <laughs> I was gonna be like, if he was the hand to hand guy, that makes sense. I mean, he's like, brutal. He's kind of the action awesome. star. This is another example of a Seagal movie, a later Seagal movie, where Seagal's not doing yep. a lot of the action, but they managed to, I think, successfully for the most part. Because there's so much action in this movie, yeah. um, they had somebody else doing a lot of the fights. Yeah, scenes, makes kind of like makes younger sense. people. But Smitty, who was your non-Segal MVP in honor of Keith David? Oh mm-hmm. man, well, he was very. He ended up being like very minor to the whole the whole plot. But I, I really I liked that Colonel yeah. Harlan or Hairline. Willem Dafoe guy. Yeah, the Willem yeah. Dafoe guy. Colonel Hairline. Yeah, <laughs> the Latin, yeah. the Latin American on, Willem was, Dafoe. Yeah. Hold on, let me, it started with an H. I forget what it was. But anyways, he was my favorite because okay. he was just like fucking acting his ass off right off the bat, being all crazy and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's right. He was really pissed off at yeah. our main baddie. But he then, had clearly seen like tomorrow. Is it tomorrow never dies or something from James Bond? No, not Goldeneye. There's the other one with like Halle Berry where they're not Halle Berry. What am I thinking? Um, where they're in that kind oh of like boy. a mine like that, you know, like Pierce Brosnan. It's a Pierce Brosnan one, but they're like near like a mining operation like that, and the guy like freaks the out. The world on is not enough. Die another might day. Be, might be with that like <laughs> chick, sci- like the chick scientist, like who works with him, you know, and yeah. she's like kind of a badass. Christmas but, like, Jones. But um, you're saying that Willem Dafoe had seen that movie, and that's why he was acting like he was acting like that guy was acting in that movie. Like he was just like freaking out on people, and be like, "This is how I need to like be." Like that, I, I, so that was my Seagal MVP. But okay. I, I feel like overall the real MVP was probably later. Uh, the the villain, okay. the villain, the mad villain. Yeah, he was pretty spooky. I believed him. I thought he was a pretty good actor. Have too. we yeah. ever had a villain as an MVP before? Oh yeah, yeah, probably before. We'll have to go okay. through our archives. Okay. Uh, you you are not skeptical. like that choice. No, I'm saying it would be oh, okay. cool if we do, if we did. Yeah. I just don't feel like we have before. I'm gonna send uh, an almost got it. My runners up okay. um, to the ladies of this movie. Mm. Yes, whose names oh. I don't this one's know. For the girls, <laughs> what's up, ladies? Number one is the lovely African American lady who works for the United States. Doctor Chapel. Doctor Chapel. Christine okay. Adams. Oh, she was She's awesome. Hot. Yeah. Uh, um, and, so, and she's explaining a lot of the mind control thing. I will. I have to knock her a few points for when they're on the submarine, not mentioning the mind control element of this when, after they bring in the the you know the mind control yeah. first yeah, squad. They should have said that right away. She should have said that right away. And Seagal, I think, doesn't care for that. When no, <laughs> like, he's I should have known about, about this a long time ago, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> he gets that <laughs> New Orleans draw. Seagal is that. making his classic. I'm a I'm an ex New Orleans cop. <laughs> Move in this, yeah. uh, <laughs> y'all. Oh no, <laughs> down in here. <laughs> he says stuff like that all the Don't time. Don't you hear? I would also give it. Uh, so, so she comes in third. My second runner-up is, um, or my first runner-up, I guess, is the uh, the other beautiful woman in this movie, um, Demita, who the one that they fight. Yes, she like she fights Michonne at that one point because she thinks she's just a doctor. She's like, "Don't underestimate," blah blah blah. Yeah, something, they something. immediately get on a submarine and start a, ni- a girl knife fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, chick, calm down, Jesus Christ. Like, Actually, like girl knife fight on a submarine is literally the most tense situation I can imagine. It's, it's pretty intense. <laughs> That's like the so most dramatic thing yeah. possible. Oh man. Um, but I'll give it up to her because she's a serious badass and she. Kills somebody by snapping their neck with her legs after rappelling down the dam. Pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Pretty and she sweet. also, later in the opera scene, she swings 
um, by that curtain mm-hmm. uh, to take some she people. She was looking out. fine as fuck in that dress too. And also, I, I enjoyed how. What was Seagal's relationship with her? I think they were like. Uh, uh, because he aborts the, his mission to bring his whole team to say what up to her and have her join the squad. Yeah, maybe there she was like his trusted like confidant, you know, where he was like, "All right, this chick can get stuff done. Someone to call her in." His protege, if you will. Yeah, maybe it could be something like that. But my number one, my Keith David Memorial non Seagal MVP Ooh. for Submerge 2005 has to go to Luis, the only member okay. of the team who makes it through the whole movie, and he also has a scene where he is in the passenger seat of a cab that's being driven by perhaps a Manchurian candidate cab driver or just an inept cab driver, it's unsure, played by Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Luis has to, from the passenger seat, uh, do a chase scene. And it was pretty. It was some pretty impressive yeah. driving. While shot, right? Like, he was kind of, like, fucked up a little bit. He, yeah, and oh, then no, he, he got shot, shot, shot later. later. He yeah. got shot by the conductor of the orchestra. Yeah. I like how he was <laughs> just, like... O- at the opera. I liked <laughs> how, like, after that crash scene, he was, like... He, they just like check that he was alive, and then his team leaves him, and he just like stumbles out of the car. And he just, like, clearly has a has, concussion. Has like blood all over him. Yeah, concussed, and just like stumbles into this opera. And we were all like, "Louise made it," and he like walks into the stage. Like, <laughs> he how did he stage. get to the backstage in the yeah. stage? Like, what? <laughs> like, Louise. Um, that's, a good, that's a good MVP. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the best man. Um, I also thought he reminded me of uh, Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite, and I'd love yeah. to see oh, a movie so. where Seagal runs for a uh, student council, and uh, <laughs> and his buddy is Luis. And Luis has to help him. And Luis ha- wanders on stage, bloodied during yeah. Seagal's speech, <laughs> 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 and then Seagal sings a song, and everyone is won over and votes for him. But it has to be overdubbed because they can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can, but can I throw it out an honorable mention? Sure. Okay. For um, O'Hara or O'Hearn. The Butterbean Butter character. Bean, yes. If, oh, if any him. of you are familiar with uh, Butterbean the boxer, you should go look him up on YouTube. Very large fellow, but this guy reminded me of him, and he he made a pretty dumb move inside the sub that just got him destroyed immediately. Oh, I think he was making a sacrifice. He, yeah, you think he knew it? Yeah, it he was, was like, like a kamikaze this. situation. Yeah. He took and out one guy and was just trying to like shake things very, up. Uh, very honorable. Once the sub came under siege. Therefore, an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Flav, who was your oh, key man. memorial on Without a doubt, mine would have to be my boy Henry, a.k.a. Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones! Yeah, he he probably actually. Oh was my that god, MVP. that he guy was, was amazing. He was so intense the entire time, and like all like any time he had to do something, he would just go like a hundred times overboard. Fuck shit up. Uh, supposedly he was a sniper, so he did he did blow up those barrels. Yeah, video game style. A- and mention how <laughs> this was probably like well, why he stood out. He had a very interesting scientific theory that if you light somebody on fire, which is why he like lit those barrels. Seagal goes, "Don't make any sound, like because they'll know we're here." And he like blows up an oil barrel, which in <laughs> itself would definitely make sense. <laughs> Makes so much noise. <laughs> yeah, but then in the movie it was quiet yeah, it for was some like, reason. It was yeah. totally silent. They like muted the volume, and then like these two guards are like completely immersed in fire, and he goes. The heat sears their vocal cords shut so they can't make noise. And I was like, that is definitely <laughs> that not, is not how true. it works. You are not a Dr. Vinnie Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think the reason that I made it my MVP and, and Smitty, we might have to tie, tie this into our next segment, is probably his fight scenes. He is, his, his fight scenes probably stood out to me the most. So I'm, I'm going to talk a little neeks here if you want to. Okay. Talk some neeks. You, you want to talk some neeks? Yeah. All right. Let's talk some neeks. Techniques with the brown man. Talking 
What did Stephen get up to today? Oh yeah, some tasty, some choice sneaks. Actually, incorrect. We don't have some choice sneaks for you today. <laughs> we no? just have some brutal <laughs> fucking fight scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny Jones is my favorite. This guy is the epitome. I like mentioned this at one point to to Peter. I think I was just like, oh, I love these like fight scenes with Vinny because he's really putting like everything into his punch. Like they are haymakers to the body, haymakers to the face. Like he is throwing a hundred percent in all of these punches, and his fight style is so brutal. Like when you see Seagal, there's a lot of like. You know, when it is Seagal fighting, obviously. Like, there's a lot of, like, technique, a lot of hand-to-hand. You see some, like, Aikido motions. Like, Vinny Jones is like, I'm just going to punch you as hard as I fucking can, and I'm just going to kick you and knee you into submission. And, like, he does this on several occasions mm-hmm. where, like, people are overwhelmed with his power. They're like, oh, my God. Like, I was just not sheer expect- brutality. Yeah, man. It's just, like, you know, they're, like, it's, it's funny, like... There are certain ways of fighting. You can fight with, like, technique and style, and, like, that'll win you. But sometimes, like, just... And my sensei sometimes talks about this is that, like, you know, especially when I was going for my black belt, like, I'm kind of, like, a subdued guy. And he was, like, I would rather have... He was like, if I got into a fight and I needed somebody by my side, he was like, I would rather have a fucking just crazy street brawler who's just aggressive and is just going to fucking tear your face apart mm-hmm. rather than someone who's just very technical and like I can block everything. And so, and he's like, I would rather like have that crazy person in a fight, honestly, because it's just like sometimes aggression and sheer just like it can just like overwhelm somebody because you're yeah. not used to it. So shout out to Vinny for that. Um, so Seagal- is Sensei saying that he would rather have Vinny Jones than Steven Seagal by his side in a street fight? I think if my sensei had that choice, he would probably go with, yeah, he might actually go with Vinny because he knows as much as Seagal in terms of like technique and fighting style and stuff like that. And so like it'd be cool for him to have like a, like just like a boxer brutal guy next to him. Yeah. I see what you're saying. For sure. But Seagal had a couple, you know, he had a couple things in here. I mean, not not really that much of like hand to hand stuff. He did very little fighting. Yeah. He just had his huge kick (laughs) at the very end. That's right. The kick that sent uh, Gary Sinise 30 feet across. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. But other than that, that yeah, lab. like it was it was pretty much on Vinny and nobody. I mean, the girls had a couple fight scenes. There was like stuff here and there, but nothing, nothing too much. It was more a lot of gunfight. However, action. we did throw it back to um, Under Siege and Under Siege 2 because mm-hmm. Se- Seagal is in a kitchen at one point. That oh, that was so great. <laughs> and Fever just goes, you know, you're not beating him in a kitchen. <laughs> Classic Casey Ryback line. Classic yeah, knife it fight. Was, it was pretty great. Nobody beats me in the kitchen. Um, yeah, so th- those are my Neeks. Did you guys notice anything else? Neeks-wise? That, that, that stood out to you, just in the terms of the fighting or anything in general here. Like, I guess one, one of the things, we can tie this into Neeks, the fight scene. Remember when the tank, so this is when they're still on the submarine, like in that Uruguay, like that base or whatever, and the submarine, yeah. or and the tank and their army is like coming forward towards Seagal and his men yeah. for like, Half an hour. How long? <laughs> like, how long does it take to like come five feet? They're it's like, like the plane taking off in Fast and the Furious Six. Yeah, on the like yeah, yeah, the, the you know like the ine- five like mile runway, infinitely long <laughs> like runway, five hundred yeah. miles. This tank yeah. and the soldiers were like ten yards away, and they were walking for like minutes on end. We were like, <laughs> how many times? Like, how uh, how long can this go on? So that that was pretty interesting. But um, one of the neeks that Seagal did do there was he he briskly walked over to a tank yeah (laughs) drops in a grenade and then gently just like has to push himself off of the tank and (laughs) kind of just like he's like all right let me just get over here now (laughs) he was like an old man cleaning the snow off his car it was like a delayed grenade i was like all right that grenade definitely went off by now (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna take my time right about (laughs) y'all 
<laughs> but that's what I got for you. So shout out to Vinny Jones. Really, really good guy. I yeah, he, he guy. was really awesome. He, he carried a lot of the movie. I think generally supporting cast was pretty solid pretty in good. this one. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of the straight to DVD Seagulls, this was one of the best ones. Um, what Something I didn't understand was that all the bad guys, I feel like if all the bad guys got together, can you actually hit bad, better, and the worst? Do you have sure, that story? Yeah. The bad, the badder, and the worstest. What do I look like, John Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> I think the bad guys, so you have Mephesto, then you have Gary Sinise, Michael Keaton. What was his name? Uh, the guy who immediately flipped, that Seagal like, just ditched immediately. Oh, that was Fletcher. Le- that was Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah. Um, you have those two guys. You have your, your MVP, Smitty. Uh, later, hairline, hair uh, no, no hairline, <laughs> oh, and then hair you have line? the bearded yeah, yeah, lady, yeah, yeah. and they the can. Beard. None of them can agree on anything. No. They're all turning on each other yeah. the whole time. All it's like, time. guys, get together, have a plan. You're gonna beat yeah. Seagal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it a was, classic mistake. There was a lot of like, yeah, at one point, like the bearded lady got like sufentanol <laughs> and like got mind controlled too. And I was like, damn, like he was on your side already. Like you didn't need to do that. What the fuck? Yeah, and like when, <laughs> when we meet, when we first see Lighter, what's his name? Lighter, yeah. The main bad guy. Lighter. Right? Mephesto. Lighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, when we first see him in the, the dam, yeah. This like, um, we turn. We find out that Fletcher has turned by Fletcher showing up and killing everybody, mm-hmm. everybody that works for the dude. Yeah, and then they get out of there and leave. So what we thought was kind of the the bad guy plot turns out not to be the bad bad nope. guy plot. He they leave and they leave that first crew that had arrived that yeah. got mind controlled in their cages in this dam. In the summer, yeah. So. And also, there's a submarine. Did they? Did anyone know that there was a submarine there? I won't did no, they leave a submarine there on purpose? So that was it. Was it the plan to get everybody on the submarine? I, and also, that, the major ugh. plot points happened when they were not submerged. <laughs> everyone yeah. was above ground. Yeah, the the submerged part was probably like the second act of the movie. And it, it was, was like, like yeah, not half an much hour. Yeah. yeah, it was. I was like, what? Okay. Or like the middle chunk, you know, I middle guess they third. couldn't do that because then it would be Under Siege 2 if they made another sub-movie, you know? So they were probably like, <laughs> fuck, like, what do we do? Oh, we already submerged. named it Submerged. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Wait, they named it Submerged and then they had to write the movie? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, so- <laughs> and then somebody was like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, uh, I don't think, I don't claim that it makes sense. I'm just saying how it probably happened given all, so the, all Mef- that we've seen. <laughs> Mephesto and Michael Keaton get out of there. Um, again, leaving these mind-washed Manchur- brainwashed Manchurian candidates in their cages yeah. behind. Um, Seagal and his team show up, and they're like, who the heck are these guys? We should probably rescue these guys. Yep. And they'd, um, this is when Vinnie Jones does that incredibly quiet explosion. This was a cool scene, like everybody kind of rappelling in and taking out the guards, and it was very quiet. And there was some great music from our man Guy Farley. Guy, Farley. Guy Farley. Guy Farley. Pretty good on the ones and twos. Yeah. Um, so then they blow up the dam. Yeah. Again, this was a huge set piece. We thought this was going to be, or I thought this was going to be a big part of the movie. I guess it's called Submerge. You got to get on that submarine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I have a couple of thoughts about submarines. Um, yeah, this you want to g- talk about submarine culture a little bit? <sighs> you know what? I think I have to. I, I I'm feeling compelled. Let's send it to one of our favorite segments, Flavors of the World. What flavors you got today? Chicken curry, Thai curry, vindaloo, 
Nope, none of those. We've got submarine. <laughs> a submarine sandwich? <laughs> oh, it could those be. Those are my favorite. It could be. You know what? I wanted to I wanted to discuss submarine culture in <laughs> in juxtaposing it with airplane culture. Okay. An airplane I feel like is a much more not, not talking about the airport, God forbid. Um, but the airplane is much more of a social and a fun experience, I think, compared to a submarine. In the sense, well, hear me out. I feel like on a submarine, everybody's got multiple tasks. Some people are in the boiler room downstairs. Some people are navigating. Some people are doing the sonar. Some people are checking in with base. So, like, everybody on the sub has, like, different shit going on, and people are, like, preoccupied making sure, like, they're not running into anything, they're not getting torpedoed, this and that. On a plane, a lot of stuff is on auto. A lot of stuff is being done at base. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people working, but they're not on the plane. Two people are running it. Sometimes even, like, the co-pilot is just on autopilot, and he's making sure, like, it's not, like, doing anything. But the majority of it is done on base. So, a little bit lightened in terms of the load and who's working and stuff like that. Also, Mile High Club. On planes, <laughs> never hear about the mile below club, though. <laughs> Frisky business not happening on a submarine because, again, people are so preoccupied with, like, all the stuff that could go wrong. And if it goes wrong, like, you're really fucked. So you don't think anybody gets laid on a submarine? I think they do. It's just not, like, a fun t- I think it's out of, like, we're stuck on a sub, so, like, we just need to get this energy out. Versus on a plane, it's like, let's go do this. Like, it's You think there's, like, hard screwing going on on submarines? That people are just getting their <laughs> pent-up aggression out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's also a wacky Zucker Brothers movie about airplane, and there's not one called Submarine! Exclamation point. There's also yeah. snakes <laughs> on a plane, but ain't no like lizards on a submarine. <laughs> they won't do it. Wouldn't do it. So in that t- in that sense, I think submarine culture. I'm gonna just wrap that up by saying submarine culture is more serious than airplane culture. Okay. Well, I mean, also, are you comparing a commercial airline flight to a military submarine <laughs> operation? I am. <laughs> so, That's great. there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, God. Well said, Flavor. Yeah. Uh, God. Well said. So we get on the submarine with Seagal and the crew and their Manchurian candidates. Yep. And we know shit's going to go haywire. Mm-hmm. We got on the submarine earlier that... Both later and earlier than I, th- I thought it was going to be a full <laughs> submarine movie. I did too. Yeah, I or did I too. thought, you know, I love a submarine movie. <laughs> That's why I kept asking I'll you for like, October where those all bad night. guys were. Dust I was boots? like, are they on the sub? And you guys were like, no, they're not. I'm like, where are they then? Like, I kept asking you where later and his like sidekick Keller, the guy, like, right. a lot. I was like, where are, are they on the sub? Like, are they just hiding? And you're like, no, they're not on the sub. I'm like, wait, where are they then? <laughs> they kind of just escaped. Yeah. And they, yeah, again, you don't I don't see them again until you're in Uruguay above ground, like right. during the riots. Then you're like, right. oh, yeah, exactly. that's where they were. Okay. Um, and so Seagal finally learns about this mind control thing. Yeah. Um, from Michonne. His reaction was like kind of like runner. whatever, right? Like he wasn't really that. He's like, just like, damn, I should be knowing about this. Type <laughs> yeah, thing. it wasn't like. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you're on a submarine full of mind control people, that would be like, oh shit, like what? <laughs> like yeah, people maybe are being mind control. Maybe this <laughs> is a concern. This is a different mission than I thought. Like. And so we see our our buddy Doc, the medic. In the med room of the submarine, oh, Doc. operating on a man who's been dead for hours. Yeah. <laughs> He's stuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was he yeah, doing? Yeah, that guy was. He was gone. just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Searching for gold. Oh, I've never seen this in here before. And he's, <laughs> for some reason, surrounded by all the Manchurian candidates guys who are. Why did they handcuff those guys in the med room? They didn't. Uh, they did. They were all handcuffed, how right? How do they break free and 
kill him then. Well, do you remember they that they got his keys? They got his keys. Yeah. Oh, because remember they, they started like kicking him t- to each other. Well, that doesn't even make it even more sad. I thought they were free, so they could do that. Oh wow, that's that's a really bad plot point. And they subsequently put the sub under siege. Oh, no. oh shit! But actually, in this scene, something very very important happens, uh, where Doc meets his his fate, and yeah. we're gonna send it to. Our absolute favorite segment. There, I came out and said it finally. It's not one of our favorite segments. It's our favorite segment. It's called Snapping with Mr. Smitty. Uh, what? Submerged. Uh, Snapping. Uh, what? Skippies with Mr. Smitty. Smitty. Forgot to mention Skippies. We're Skippies. All right, boys. Well, we had a good day today. We yeah, had yeah. a good day today. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's guess. Okay, so our over-under is four and a half, right? And we're talking yes. about <laughs> bone snaps plus helicopters, mm-hmm. a.k.a. skippies. Why do we call them skippies, guys? Because they make that sound. I'm going to say we have bone snaps plus skippies. I'm going to say seven. Okay. I'm going to say... Six. Okay. Okay. Hey, boys. Drum roll. We have eight today, boys. Eight. Could be a new record. Dude, that's yeah, yeah, that is. I thought the highest we've had is seven before. Oh my god. So basically, we had three snaps. First one being, I believe, the girl operative coming down from the dam and snapping that guy's neck. Oh yep, sure. Damn. Um, Damn. Number one. (laughs) Like P Bear just eloquently said, our good friend Doc it's meets his demise. Form of rubbernecking. <laughs> meets his demise in the um, infirmary on the uh, on the submarine. Mm-hmm. And then that was uh, a snap. That was a snap. Yeah, neck. next snap. Next snap. Right. And then uh, towards you guys the both end, weren't looking. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I actually missed it. Um, and then towards the end, we had one elbow snap. That um, that was a sick one. I forget who that was on. Was that Fletcher? No, no, that was one of just like the random baddies. Right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, Fletcher. It was, it was a random. Fletcher got thrown. Oh in yeah, that he got thrown. Yep. Like, yeah. There were also a few questionable Foley snaps. There were. I didn't oh. count them though. We, oh, it was it was the big black dude. Yeah, it was Seagal. Oh that yeah, last it, was the it was after the yeah, finger yeah. hyperextension. He could, yep. yeah, that's sick. That's a good combo. And then we had five helicopters. There's helicopters. There's five all helicopters. Over, Holy shit! All over this movie. Well, the first helicopter when the first team gets abducted and who turns into the Manchurian Candidates, mm-hmm. they arrived in a helicopter. And then Steven's crew went in on a helicopter. There was also another helicopter on the carrier when they were leaving. So that was three. And then we had two more helicopters throughout the movie. And one nice. at the end being uh, later's big blue one where he was trying to escape. Damn. Yeah. So they spent a lot of money on this they movie. They did. Especially that helicopter crash at the end was actually like yeah, right? pretty in- intense. I was like, wow. Oh, they right. like went yeah. through that. Uh, when bad. Steven just drives his car, f- spoiler alert, full force at the bottom of a helicopter. That and, was like, so totally sick. Totally fucks it up. It's like, fuck yeah, Steven. Steven hasn't done stunts like that. Like, I know it's not him in the car, but I mean, like, <laughs> right. in his movies, he, you don't ever see him taking risks like that where Steven's in the car being like, I'm going to fucking take this plane down. Like, he usually doesn't do that. It's like somebody else doing that, and then Steven, like, does the hand-to-hand stuff. That was cool to see him in the car being like, I'm taking this thing down. I was like, oh, I shit. thought that was a very rash decision. I know, but yeah, it was awesome. Characters like, part. What is Steven's name in this movie? We just always uh, call him Cody. 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 What Cody, though? Shane? Shane Cody? Cody? I don't know. <laughs> Chase Cody? Chris <laughs> Cody. Chris, Chris Cody. Cody. Okay. Who the fuck cares? 
Um, we just called him Cody this entire movie. So if you guys had the over for snapping with Smitty this week, you guys did pretty well. Hit that music again, Smitty. That's fucking great. Eight. Eight. A new record. Snap Smitty. Smitty. Good day, boys. It's a good day. Smitty Snappy. Great day to be alive. Smitty Snappy. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Motherfucker. Woo. Goddamn. Oh, oh yeah. This is like the best theme music. It's That's why it's the best I freak man. out every time. <laughs> yeah. It's so music. much fun. I'm sorry. Let it ride. Oh, man. Do you guys want to get back on that submarine for a second? Let's do I it. I guess. They were only there for a second. Yeah, I know, right? Well, so it's like, it was a weird situation because I thought Stephen was strangely, where he was in- incredibly aggressive in driving at that helicopter as it was taking off later yeah. in the movie. Um, he was strangely passive in this scene when the mercenary or the Manchurian candidates take over the boat. Yeah. He has that, uh, one of my favorite things in later Seagal is when he's sitting down and he fights people. Yeah. But he still winds up getting... <laughs> Does he get held hostage there for a second? No, he um, comes up behind the so. guy and pulls that's, his that's feet right, out. That's right, that's right. So basically what happens is like somehow like everybody ends up in the same control room. A couple of them have been taken by like hot like a couple of them got shot and then like a few of them are now hostage by like three of these Manchurian candidates that got out. See, Seagal is like completely overlooked somehow. He's on a different layer of the submarine. That happens a lot All when he's on All these people vessels. can't figure out. Vinny's just like fuming at the mouth. Vinny Jones is just like, all right, come at me. Yeah. Like They're like, fuck that. I'm just going to keep you at a distance. Like, right. And then out of nowhere, Seagal just like climbs up these stairs sneakily and just like takes this guy's leg out. So he just front faces yeah. right into the fucking sub. <laughs> and then shoots these guys as if it's like nothing and like just saves everybody. And we're like, where the fuck were you? Yeah. Like, and, and like, How many layers are on the submarine? And everyone else was so incompetent. That's that's when Butterbean does his kamikaze charge, right, takes somebody right. out, gets shot, kind of turns this hostage situation into more of a, a standoff. Um, but nobody's doing anything, and then Seagal yeah. shows up and, of course, saves the day. I love Vinny Jones. Like He's just, like, snarling, like, all the time. Like, <laughs> he, bloke, mate. Can blanker. I say something that people are going to, people are going to, like, this, is, this isn't ever going to happen because of his age, but, like, also people are going to freak out. He could be the next Wolverine. He'd be now that Hugh Jackman hung it up. I think he's got the right snarl for it, the look for it, is the he attitude. Older than Hugh Jackman? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it couldn't happen? He's too of tall. That. Oh, he's too oh, tall to be Wolverine. Okay. You need a little guy. D- give me, give me Daniel Radcliffe. Is Wolverine <laughs> supposed to be? Sp- oh my God! Please don't. <laughs> give me Elijah Wood. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, you no. thought about I it. For give me Haley Joel Osment. Osment, Wolverine. Jesus, but it, it, I, I would say that if he was young, I, I, you know. Vinny Jones. Yeah. He, he is imposing. He's great. Um, I do like when um, the African-American Manchurian candidate gets stabbed by our Dr. Mind Control lady. Yeah, yep, yep. And he, he dies like um, like an Otis Redding song. And he's like... He does do a very extended dying sequence. It's a nice hey, range does, of sound. Yeah, thank you. you know, speaking yeah. of these guys, does anybody else feel like Vinnie Jones kind of like Lee Schreiber in a way? Very similar. Speaking of Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. yeah. Lee Schreiber. That's Leif why Schreiber. I kept thinking in my head, I'm like, why do I keep thinking it's because he's in the Manchurian? Yeah. It seemed like similar dudes to me. So Seagal trips a guy, and then the, <laughs> the, uh, the submarine sinks like the Titanic. Well, they get out of the sub because those people, the command base, who in the first place sent these guys to go get and rescue them, whatever, is like, we don't want any, like, fucking blowback from this, so just blow up the sub. Right. 
when they were expecting Seagal and everybody to be on it, but like, yeah, they're doing a just yeah. take everybody down kind yeah. of situation. Another thing coming, Shane Cody or what's his name is not going out like that. Is his name Shane Cody? Chris. Chris Cody Jack is not so going out like that. Casey fucking Ryback is not going Chief, out on the submarine. Chief, uh, on his dying last breath, Chief tells them. Raise the sub. Yeah, <laughs> and it shows them how to. Well, how do they get off the sub? Is it they're on like a life a little boat? Raft. Le- a, a little, little raft. life raft. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, man, Seagal's weight alone that raft is going know, down. Right? <laughs> so way four people are on that raft. Like, where'd all the chance. rations go? Yeah, yeah. Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a chance. Oh, I was hungry. You can just drink some seawater. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Stephen says a lot of fucking funny shit in this movie. Um, I, you know what? Actually, I got a, I got a couple good ones that are right around that time. Do you want to go to one of our favorite segments, Flav? Sure. Why don't we hit Faves, Flaves? <laughs> God damn it! I can't do it! I can't say it anymore! Were you trying to earnestly say Flavors, Faves that time? <laughs> what are your faves, Flav? Oh, well, let me tell you. I got some. This movie, you flavors, know. Flavors, Faves. So, the some, best one liners. God damn it! We fucking get these movies, and they're, like, not even one-liners. They're, like, long-liners, you know, these paragraphs. They're good. This movie had actually a lot of just quick, like, funny shit that people I love saying. when Steven's in sarcasm mode, and he was in sarcasm mode all day. Yeah, too. there was a lot. So I might have I might have. And got, Vinnie Jones was great. Might have got most of them. I'm sure you guys have a couple, um, but let's go through them. So the, fir- the first one that I got was when um, Steven Seagal enters... The room where these higher-up officers are first, like uh, hiring him to go to this sub and try and save these people, and the uh, the officer in charge goes, "What's the matter, Cody? You forget how to salute?" He goes, "Well, <laughs> it's kind of frowned on down where I come from in the stockade. You hear? <laughs> it's like it's the first time you hear him saying like you hear. Yeah, like it like, will not right. be the last. No, it won't. Um, and then you know he's he's been briefed on the mission, whatever, and they're like, "All right, so are you in?" And Sigal goes. Let me ask you a question. What kind of damn fool you think I am? You want me to do the same thing that got me put in here in the first place? And the guy goes, what about your family? They gone. <laughs> your crew? What about my crew? It's like, All right, well, then stay in jail. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I, right. I like at the beginning of that, he was talking about a mi- the commander was talking about a mission on a dam. Mm-hmm. And Seagal goes, you think I'm a damn fool? Yeah. Was he making a pun? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That's really fucking funny. I, wa- I bet. Um, another one was from my favorite guy, Matthew Keller from White Collar, a.k.a. Ross McCall, a.k.a. whatever the guy's name is. The guy who dies on the submarine, you Blouded. mean? No, he does not die on the <laughs> submarine. He dies later getting beat up by Vinnie Jones. Um, he He's talking to, like, one of his crew members, and they're just, like, talking about how they're going to a mission and stuff. They're still on the helicopter at this point. They haven't landed. And his friend goes, well, you try and call, like, talking about his family. And he goes, ah, she didn't pick up. She's probably at her mother's. And then they both look at each other and they go, or banging the neighbors. <laughs> and we're like, that's, that's a weird way to bond with somebody. <laughs> like talking about your wife potentially cheating on you. Like, all right. That was the scene well, where there's soldiers, man. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> that was the scene where their commander was also looking at a picture of his wife and kid, which we were like, okay, this is, of course, going to get all fucked up. Yeah. He's like, I got a bad feeling about yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. And he, he's an American, but he's like, I got a bad feeling about this one. <laughs> <laughs> and the acting is terrible. Yes. So that guy. Um, and then this is a kind of a two-parter because Steven says something first and then Vinny backs him up on it. Um, they're about to go to this mission. He's rounded up his crew. And Steven looks at, it, looks at him and he turns back and he goes, let's go kill some people. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like Great. Vinny goes to follow him, and I think it's I think it's the doctor lady is like, "What's in the bag?" And Vinny looks back at her, and he's like, "Apart from me, condoms, yeah. explosives." <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! We do not know how to do British accents on this podcast. V- we Vinny only do Australian accents. I've been yeah. doing Australian, honestly. Yeah, I keep thinking Vinny Jones, man. Likes to wrap it up, and then keep, it starts it getting clean. like even even more ridiculous. So we get we go to a scene where um, this is the final one of like this is kind of the exposition a little bit, but it's not really an exposition. But where we hear Stephen's background, the like the sum up, you know. And so this officer is like talking about why Stephen's allowed to do whatever, and they're like, "Well, like what? Why, why was he in here in the first place?" And he's like, "There was a tanker carrying explosives enough to blow up Oahu, another 9/11 at sea." Cody, he forced the captain to torpedo that tanker. Passengers or no passengers, that tank was lethal. And damn it, Cody knew that before anyone else. I was like, well, okay, but how? <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, how would question. he know that there is? Like, Blow up that tanker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I like to imagine that he has the, like, the captain in like a wrist hold or yeah. something like that. He's <laughs> about to snap his neck and is like, fire the fire the torpedoes. Damn the torpedoes. Fire the torpedoes. And then we get some from Seagal. Oh, man, these are so great. Seagal is in the – he's moved off the sub. This is when they're in the uh, underground part of Uruguay, and he sees these people being kept in the cages, the mind control people. And he's like, man, this is some sick shit up in here, I'll admit. And then he looks at his friend. He goes – you get everyone free, then get your white ass out of here. Stephen calls white people white. Quiz for our little trivia for our listeners: What other movies has Seagal mentioned people to leave and get their white asses out of there? Tweet us, let us know your thoughts, and then maybe we'll let you know in the next episode. At seriously Seagal on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook. Seriously, let's do it. This one was probably my favorite. Actually, was it? Yeah, this one is probably my favorite. We got like three or four more. But the reason Jesus this is my favorite Christ. is because this is the first time we've seen Seagal be mad and, like, exclaim at somebody. And this one was actually him talking. It was not the overdub. And, uh, you know, this guy's like, he's trying to, like, fight him. And this was in the kitchen. And he, like, throws him into something. And he's like, you cocksucking motherfucker. Yeah. And the guy's like, I'm taking over this stuff. And he's like, well, I guess you're going to have to kill me then. What a shame. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> shit like and then obviously like two hits and the guy's like i mean why are you fighting him in the kitchen don't take him on in the kitchen people it's a bad move um but and then there's uh there's these letters also kind of go together they were like very they're very close so i'm gonna put them together but he's talking about how these mind control people are still out there and like even after they've got off the sub they're still like they're still in uh, having issues and he goes damn that man just won't quit but I guess if you want to catch catfish, you got to use some bait. <laughs> like, all right. Another like New Orleans Southern kind yeah, of like, catfish. Like, <laughs> like, all right. I like to imagine that he had a lot of like jambalaya references that they edited out. <laughs> <laughs> when you mix in gumbo. Yeah. Like, like, okay, Steven's never made gumbo in his life. All right, so I got my final two. And uh, one is from Steven and one is from my man Vinny. And I'm actually going to say the Steven one first, um, even though it came later in the movie. But... He tells the guy um, later, he's like, you've now become poisoned. That's why I've been hired. I'm the antidote. Ooh. It's like, that's nice, a classic. Steve. You know, that's like in Hard to Kill when he's like, I'm going to take you to the bank. The blood bank. The blood <laughs> <laughs> I fucking like, it was like, it really made me when think of that. he's talking to the TV, TV in Hard to Kill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my favorite, uh, pro- my favorite liner is a, is a 
uh, between our two P Bear, our our guys, Louise and um, Vinny Jones or Henry, they're in the taxi. They're headed to the opera near the end of this scene. How did we get from a submarine in Uruguay to the opera? Hey, you let us know if you figure that out because we surely didn't. Um, but they're basically in Uruguay. They're going to a nice opera, and everybody in the car is dressed up except for Dog the Bounty Hunter, of course, the yep. taxi driver. But they're all in like suit. Like Louise in a tuxedo. Where do they get these tuxedos? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. Chick is dressed up in this gorgeous red dress, and then there's Vinnie Jones, aka Henry, just like dressed like he normally is, which makes the most sense because he should not have changed in this time. Yeah. Stigall changes, everybody changes. But anyway, and the guy, Louise, like teases him about not getting in the front door. And he's like, like, we all dressed up to get in the front door of the opera, and you show up like then your plan is to show up like this. And he goes, Listen, mate, in my burg, only queers and penguins dress up for the opera. <laughs> so if you need to dress up like a penguin to get in the front door, that's fine. I got a reputation to think of, so I'll stick to the back door. And Louise goes, CCSA, I know your reputation as a backdoor man. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> T-Bear the Brahmin. That was probably the funniest moment in yeah. the... Uh, that was a full Australian accent, right? Yeah, yeah it was. That was yeah, not it British was. in the no, least no, bit. It it's weird. I watch a lot of British TV shows, and I still can't, <laughs> like... You know, I like watch. I like Sherlock. I like all those. Right. I cannot. Elementary, do my dear Watson. It's just easier to do Aussie than than British. Right? What would Brit? What would your British accent be like? I'm trying it's to. It's elementary, think. my dear Watson. Oh, it's more. It's more like. This is a very London kind of proper. It's more thing. like distinguished proper. I think if yeah. we have any English listeners or British listeners, they're probably very upset about this yeah. right now. It's probably <laughs> like I feel like Aussie is like English. Like if you like like the, the British accent like hardened a little a little bit or like you know like a little bit. Yeah, it's, you know, like a thug- it's a hard way to describe it, thuggish or streetish, but it's a little bit more like rough. Well, like I if mean, you it's took a former British prison. Like prison if you colony, took you know? the British accent and then you made it a little rough, I feel like it's also how like you- a Cockney accent there, bloke. Is that different than? <laughs> that's a little bit more East End kind of thing. Ah, damn. Except I'm doing an Australian <laughs> accent again. <laughs> so those are my liners. You got? You guys got anything else? There was a lot of liners in this movie. It was tough to keep up. But I think you got it, man. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of them on this one. Yeah, man. I think you got it. All right. Uh, so. Uh. Just getting back to the plot a little bit. Yeah, we're yeah. in Uruguay. Uh, as as you said, we're basically in Uruguay. Yeah, so let's orient the listeners. So what was the bad guy's final plan then? He wants to kill the president of Uruguay at so, this opera? So basically yes. he's Manchurian candidated the... Uh, the, the president's the wife. President's like I think the fiance. president is against fiance. these companies that are going to be open that's, to using mind control, so that, they need to get the president that, out of the way. I think that's the basic overall arching theme of oh, this. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that, that, is that the president? I think doesn't he didn't like want to work business. with the company. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's, that's it. That's mentioned okay. specifically earlier. And that the company. What was the company? Uh, KD. Kellen. Dalen. Darren. Kellen Dye. Kellen Dyer. Something like that. KD Industries. Keith David Industries. Yeah. One of the best parts about this whole thing is that, like, while Seagal's team is like infiltrating this opera back door, front door, all this, Seagal is dressed up, has a date to this thing, talks with the president, waltzes in the front door. Like, how does? Who was his date? <laughs> I don't know. Well, how did we he don't. like talk to that one guy? Remember, and he was like, "I need to go in your place." Right. Oh, is it, that what happened? It was like the amba- it was like somebody else. The amba- it was like another ambassador, another businessman, somebody. But he was like, "I need to go in your place and get this seat." And he was like, "All right," and like lets him go with his wife. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and then the crazy. president talks to him, and then it's just like, how does 
really know who he is. <laughs> I don't know. Where's the yeah. ticket? The, like, president, yeah. the president of Uruguay like, stops at the front yeah, of the opera like, to say like hello if, to Steven Seagal. I understand, Steven. Like, this is the part where, like, Steven asking somebody else, I need your seat to the opera. Makes sense to some degree. But wouldn't the president be like, wait, who are you with this guy's wife? Like, where is my friend that I normally know and go to the opera with? Who the fuck is this giant six foot four yeah, man? Yeah, right, like, yeah. Like, what? He was just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Talk. Pablo, you look different today. Oh, my God. He was like, what? It was great. It was great. This this end sequence was actually pretty awesome. Kind of cool. Say. Yeah, it was pretty cool. While Luis is doing that, uh, while Luis is trying to get to the opera with Vinnie Jones. He's like wandering in. And, uh, well, I'm thinking the of the, the, the taxi chase scene oh, that ends yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the big car crash. Yep. People are it cut, intercut with people being very rude during the opera by talking quite a bit. Um, and so, so I can't even begin to like describe all the different scenarios that are happening. There's a gun. Being There's people with snipers like aimed at the president and different people, including the <laughs> including the business guy who's like supposed to be like yes involved in this. But the I think, head of KD Industries yeah. that our bad guy is working but, for, who's sponsoring our bad guy. Yeah, but the craziest thing is, I think he wanted to kill that guy too, so he could take yes. over. Yes. So it's like everybody's a target basically right. in this thing. The president's wife, who's sitting next to him, is a Manchurian. The conductor is a Manchurian. Yes. The actors are probably Manchurian. Like the the fucking lobby guy, we felt bad for for a second because Vinnie Jones, like. Dude, he just runs up and just pistol whips the fuck out of this guy's face. Like, doesn't even wait. Yeah, and we're like, oh, poor guy. The and kid's then, like, like, where's your ticket? And Vinnie Jones pistol whips him and says, that's, that's my ticket. Yeah. So we felt bad for <laughs> a second. Then he wakes ticket. up and he's a Manchurian, yeah. too. We're like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, Everyone in the audience is a Manchurian <laughs> candidate. Everyone yeah. on the planet is a Manchurian <laughs> candidate, basically. This is more in-depth than even Bond villains have done before. Like, oh, they, yeah. they haven't even gotten to this many people. I'm like... And when did he... When did our guy get... It? These all these people on this clockwork orange machine to make this happen. <laughs> like he just got off a submarine. He was just at the dam. I really, truly do not know. Yeah. He's also taken hostage our boy Gary Sinise, Michael Keaton. That's mm-hmm. um, another example of bad guys not w- kind of working out together. This is when, um, yeah, Mephesto stabs the bearded lady in the neck yeah. with true serum. <laughs> but I was saying that it was before that scene in the opera that. When they're first in that car and there's the snipers on the people in the market and the yeah. black chick gets abducted, the doctor gets abducted. Oh, That's this, yeah. when Vinny goes up to the – remember Seagal yeah. looks at the open window. Yeah. That's where my boy from White Collar was standing there with a the sniper in that open window. And then Vinny uh. goes up and beats the shit out of him. And then, like, Keller, like, there's a flashback of his family and he's like, just do it when he's, like, like on the ground and, and Vinny kills him with a shot. Then Vinny goes to join everybody else and beat the shit out of the opera people and stuff. But that, that sequence is right. when – he dies. That was also a, a scene where Steven Seagal blends into a Uruguayan uh, protest. Please tell us about by, this. Please by tell grabbing us about a newspaper this. off a stand and holding it in front of his face like three feet away. <laughs> There's a riot going on. There's yeah. Uruguayans fleeing everywhere. A gigantic white man is just reading a newspaper at the stall in the middle of this. It's like, yeah. R- real, real good way of blending in there. Like, <laughs> and I like how the bad guys immediately see that it's him. <laughs> yeah, they just see the pa- like this huge dude holding a paper. They're like, oh, I got, leather I jacket. got him. <laughs> That's I got Cody. Him. Target acquired. Yeah, hot black leather jacket. Yeah. It's like beating down sun. Like, yeah, it's got to be him. I can see the magic marker uh, running Hair down on. his forehead. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to our sponsors, Magic Marker. Qdoba. Telefunken microphone. Coke and Pepsi. Scent of Action Cologne. Polar Seltzers. P-Bear and the Brown Man's mail-away friendship class. Applebee's. Applebee's. We're adding Applebee's. Coke, Pepsi. Oh, wow. Can't nice. Wendy's. Uh, not anymore. They discontinued their spicy nugs. You're out! 
<laughs> You're out, Wendy's. Applebee's is in. Shut it down. Woo! <laughs> so what? Ha- so who Speaking dies? Of shutting it down. Let's, everybody dies. Yeah. Seagal pulls. It, so everybody's trained on everybody else. There's this huge standoff going on, basically across the theater where uh, Puccini's Tosca is playing. Um, I liked how the opera conductor, like before he went full Manchurian, like. He kept like looking at people and giving them snarky looks. He was just like being annoyed that people (laughs) were being like hung by cement bags and like (laughs) shot. I thought it was so funny. I was like, this guy is like still conducting, but he's like, God damn it. You're missing the part. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think he wasn't even Manchurian. He just had a gun. And he was like, you know what? Fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, he's you're like, screwing up my performance. When Louise wanders on stage, he's like, that is enough. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody double crosses everybody else. Yep. It's very convoluted. Everyone's a Manchurian candidate. Basically, any extra in this movie is a Manchurian candidate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been saying Manchurian recently. M- have you? Manchurian. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't even really know how to describe exactly what what happens. Everybody shoots everybody else. Um, our man Vinnie Jones falls to his death ah, tragically. Vinny. That was, was a tough one. I, I can't believe they killed him. Like, come on. Um, Louise lives, although gets shot. Yes, he get he gets a classic shoulder thrown back shot. Um, I I wrote down who is anyone, and then a riot, and then I don't even fucking know what happened. Well, I think Letcher goes kills back to Letcher or whatever his name. Yeah. Later, the girl kills later, and then Seagal ends up kicking fl- the the final thing, um, nail in the coffin is when uh, wait Steven does the girl kill later? I think so. Or Doesn't was it Letcher that threw through Fletcher? Fletcher that threw. Him. Did Fletcher kill later? I think he Fletcher threw. Uh, I think Fletcher threw him. But then, but then later on, Seagal kicks uh, Fletcher through the window, and and he Fletcher flies. gets impaled onto Later's uh, cane. He like flies through. Yeah, the yeah air. it's it it's awesome. like some Matrix type shit. It was great. It was like the scene. What's the one with Keenan Ivory Wayans? The Glimmer Man. Remember yeah. when Seagal tackle in the the school uh, shootout situation? He tackled when him, flies Jimmy, through Jimmy, the window. Yeah, and they yeah, fly right, through, through, the through the window. At the same exact height yeah. and lands on the other yeah. building at the bu- on equal levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> His yeah. Fast, fast seven. That's a fast yeah. seven. <laughs> That's move. a fast total fast seven move. Okay, so it ends with absolute insanity, and then Seagal kicking it, <laughs> kicking it on the beach with a, a wrapped up yeah. Luis. And then, of course, the super unnecessary pr- uh, allusion to a sequel yeah, where uh, so Doc- Dr. Susan suddenly gets the look in her eyes of uh, a, a zombie. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's Manchurian. Like, Who's what? activating her? Yeah, yeah exactly. Everybody's dead. <laughs> like, Everybody's dead. And that's so, the last frame. And it's like, like oh, they man. Want, do they think this was worthy of a sequel? Really? Like Submerged. More submerged. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'd be down for a sequel to Submerged. <laughs> I mean, I know we would be, but yeah. we're the Seagal bros. We're kind of out there. Well, speaking of Seagal hanging out at the beach, why don't we send it to our last segment? Oh, man. Let's do it. I'm Choo cold. Choo. And go to the island. Of alternate endings. The island. Of alternate endings, brother. Welcome, welcome to the island. What you got for us today, brothers? Hey, Screwface. Thanks for having Hello. us, buddy. It is a warm day on the beach, and it was a very, very interesting movie today. <laughs> you watched the movies? I watched something. I cannot <laughs> call it a movie. <laughs> um, okay, here's my alternate ending that I would love to All right. have seen. What do you got? Seagal learns about what's going down at the opera tonight, and he needs to, at Puccini's Tosca, okay? Oof. And okay. he needs to figure out what's happening. He needs to have eyes on the situation. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he goes backstage 
and he finds the lead baritone, a big guy who has a suit that maybe would look, that would fit him. Snaps his neck. <laughs> nice. Takes his clothes off, switches clothes with that guy, and then plays the character of Baron Scarpia, um, the police commissioner in, in Tosca. <laughs> and delivers some beautiful arias, some recitatives, oh, all while keeping an eye on the situation. And then... Uh, Can people hear him sing? Yeah, or is he quiet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have to use their opera glasses to hear him yeah. sing. <laughs> <laughs> then he, right. he, from the stage, um, snipes everyone. He and his buddy Henry do a big bro grab. They say, well, we finally did it. Okay. And then they, um, they head to the island. All right. Of alternate endings and live okay. out their life together. That's okay. pretty good. And Luis is fine. Oh, I would like, good, yeah, I would like good, that. Yeah, Luis and Vinny are good. Yeah, Vinny, yeah. Vinny, Vinny, sur- Jones, Vinny yeah. survives the fall. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, good. He survives being shot in the chest a few times and falling 50 feet. Yeah. Okay. He's on the island and he's got just like a little band-aid on his head. Yeah. That's fair. I like that. I like him to be safe. <laughs> What's your ending, Flav? Oh, man. I think I would... I'll change a couple of things like along the way, but I think for the main ending, I would actually have the opera scene turn out slightly different where <laughs> I kind of alluded to this already. I would have Steven has his he has his sniper now. Vinny's sniping. Everyone's sniping like the proper people. Yeah. But in the middle of this, like I would like the opera to be like unaware. Like I don't have like mufflers on it so they can't tell people or so so they're getting sniped, but it's just like their heads are just falling, so it looks like they're asleep. Uh-huh. So no one's like freaking out, but the conductor is freaking out because he's watching all these people sniping and not, therefore like not listening to what the fuck he's conducting. <laughs> so he's not even upset that there's snipers; he's just pissed that like people aren't listening. <laughs> so his conducting is like baton. What do you call that? Conduct- baton. Baton. It is baton. Okay. His conductor's baton turns out to be small sniper. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> so while he's conducting. And waving, he'll just like point his conductor's thing and like snipe people out of the thing. And so then Seagal like notices that like he, the conductor's sniping too, and they like make eye contact and they just give each other like a thumbs up. <laughs> and, like, and so they like somehow like know that they're getting sniped. But plot twist. Oh no. Conductor misinterprets Vidi as like he can't like he can't help himself because Vinny's just making too much noise. Like uh-huh. Vinny's just like, oh, I and like yeah. shooting people, so like the conductor can't take it and like shoots Vinny. So Vinny's like, oh, and like falls, but Bloke. but survives the fall. <laughs> so then plays out. Vinny's still alive. Louis still alive. They're on the beach. Opera conductor is now with them. Nice. Hired on as one of Seagal's new crew. <laughs> Vinny and them are like toasting Coronas on the beach. And Vinny's like, no, I understand. I understand why you had to do it. And he was <laughs> so they now, like, the conductor is sharing his love of the opera with Vinny, and Vinny's sharing his love of being brutal and being a bad guy with, with this guy. Yeah, it could be like... Uh, They're like the new bros. I'd love to see a new, like, team introduction in the sequel where it's like, Henry, second violin. Yeah. Chief, bassoon. <laughs> Luis, percussion. O'Hearn. They just always play operas where they know bad people are at, and <laughs> yes. like they somehow like get it done. Yeah, the uh, the opera team, the O team instead of the A team. <laughs> the O team. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my ending. That's it's pretty good. good. I like that. What do you got, Mr. Smitty? All right, mine's mine's pretty short, but basically the whole movie plays out as is. Classic. Classic. Okay, so 
about to get dark. I know it's well, coming. Well, just uh, so so at the end, like we see that the camera zooming in on uh, Doctor Chapel's eyes, and she's looking a little yep. Manchurian-y. Yeah. And um, <laughs> basically, she gets up. We're still at that scene, mm-hmm. like on the beach or whatever. She gets up and ends up shooting everyone at the table. Oh my god! She goes to Stephen, points the gun at him, and he goes, "That's my little baby." Oh, and it was oh, him, Stephen. It was Stephen the whole time. He was behind everything. Oh, oh wow, that's unbelievable. And that then, is a and then they ending. they kind of ride off into the sunset, and he keeps on Manchurian Candidate. That's one people. of the best endings I've heard yeah. in a while. <laughs> Stephen Manchurian Candidate us. Hashtag kill us on <laughs> film. Come on the podcast. That's fucking awesome. That's a great ending. So this has been submerged two thousand five. Um, and this, would you guys recommend this movie? Uh, I would. I don't know. I, I like this. If you've got yeah, you like time, this? if you're not like, if you're not like bored of Seagal and you got some time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so <laughs> bored of Seagal. Um, I again, I think maybe I'm just really partial to Seagal movies from 2002 <laughs> to 2007 for some reason. Since uh, P Bear's Golden Era. Yeah. <laughs> so hit us up on Twitter at Seriously Seagal, Facebook, we're Seriously Seagal. Please rate us and review us on iTunes. Flav, what are we doing next week, buddy? Um, we are going to jump all the way to 2016. Oh, my God. Yes, That's sir. That's last year. Yeah. And we are going to watch The Perfect Weapon. Oh, oh. yeah. Also, nice. I think it's available on Netflix, guys, so people who are interested, um, you can go check it out there. I think a couple of his are. I think Sniper Special Ops is... Perfect Weapon may or may not be on there. I don't know, but it's not okay. Some of some of the newer stuff is on there though. But it is is. okay. Perfect. All right. So Perfect Weapon, go check it out. It's on Netflix. You can have subtitles. (laughs) Sweet. You can understand what Seagal is saying. Speak up, Stephen, please. Well, this has been Submerged 2005, and this is P Bear, Brown Man, and Mr. Smitty, and this is Seriously Seagal. Together, we are rebuilding the world. The director sees all your hard work and punish anyone who threatens the state or its citizens. I felt like a machine for the past two years. I can't remember. Somebody that can successfully take out the next aisle comes up. Condor is the best. Make him a perfect weapon. Yeah? And the last thing a professional killer needs is feelings. And they knew that my death would cause the last human part of you so they could use you. They were wrong. When I raise your hand, you go up. When I raise you down, you go down. When I lift you up, you go up. All of these things manipulate you. We need to take out the director. Uprising is on.
You do this and you come back to me. I promise you. We not only live life with honor, we die with honor. Go to the bottom,